Hey there, people, I'm Bobby Brown. They say I'm the cutest boy in town. My car is fast, my teeth are shiny. I tell all the girls they can kiss my hiney. Here I am at a famous school. I'm dressing sharp and I'm acting cool. I got a cheerleader here who wants to help with my paper. Let her do all the work and maybe later I'll rave her. Oh God, I am the American dream. I do not think I'm too extreme. And I'm a handsome son of a bitch. I'm gonna get a good job and be real rich. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night. But you left the dick I guess it's still hooked on But now it shoots too quick Oh God, I am the American dream But now I smell like Vaseline And I'm a miserable son of a bitch Am I a boy or a lady? I don't know which I wonder, 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 wonder So I went out and bought me a leisure suit Mm -hmm. I jingle my change, but I'm still kind of cute Got a job doing radio promo And none of the jocks can even tell I'm a homo Eventually me and a friend Sort of mm -hmm. drifted along into S&M I can take about an hour on the Tower of Power As long as I get a little golden shower Oh God, I am the American dream with a spindle up my butt till it makes me scream And I'll do anything to get ahead I'll lay awake nights saying thank you, Fred Oh God, oh God, I'm so fantastic Thanks to Freddy, I'm a sexual spastic And my name is Bobby Brown Watch me now, I'm going down And my name is Bobby Brown Watch me now Going down, and my name is Bobby Brown. Watch me now, I'm going down. Yeah, I knew you'd be surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday night. What was that plan? White Rabbit by Jeffersonette. Fine, we'll do it. It's Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. It's not Thursday night, it's Tuesday night. I don't like listen. Yeah. Right, look, fine. That was Frank Zappa. Bobby Brown goes down. I don't write them like that anymore. I was listening to that earlier. I thought, gosh, this wouldn't be in the the uh, top 40 hit parade these days. Uh, you wouldn't catch that in the um, in a popular uh, Gen Z Spotify playlist. Oh boy, if the guy, if, if Matt Healy from what are they called, 1969, uh, if he sung that, oh, they'd be upset. Oh, him and him and Taylor would be no more if if Matt Healy uh, went on the Adam Freeland show and sang that a cappella. Oh, there'd be so much fuss and for all. Um, but you can't cancel Frank now. He did. Mm. So he got dead guy privilege, I'm afraid. 
Uh, he has mustachioed uh, dead guy privilege. Anyway, um, in for a bit of a wild one today, as I've been up for a long time. Been up since about half four, uh, working since about five uh, for, for, for a full working day, and then um, straight uh, into being the sole uh, care provider uh, for Mr. Maniac, the Mayhem Man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> intent on causing uh, mayhem, terror, and destruction uh, in as many uh, adorable ways as possible. Uh, all, all of late morning, afternoon, uh, into into the evening. Um, however, now the man of mayhem, Mister Maniac, uh, the Muscle Man, uh, Mister Montenegro, Mister um, Mistopheles, Mister um, Mister Montessori, he's asleep now. So, uh, I could do the podcast, but feeling it a little, feeling a little, you know, a little like it could, it could, could, could go one or two ways. You know, we could be in for a hell of a, hell of an episode. Uh, we could be in for, for a nightmare, you know, or we could be in for about of, you know, 60 minutes of, of pure tedium. It could, we, the, we could just be hopping on board the tedium train. Could do. You know, we could we could say some things we regret. We could we could have almost an hour of dead air. We'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. It's been going on in the world this last week. I mean, the uh, the Schofield drama marches steadily on. Holly's back on the box. Uh, apparently, she did a kind of. I didn't watch it. Uh, I see the I see the pundits of GB News. Um, they they were keen on it. Well, keen on it being a thing. Less keen, I think, on Willoughby and her shtick. People are saying she's uh, patronising. Uh, I did hear a little clip. She sounded a little bit like... I mean, she sounded like a woman scorned, quite honestly. And, um, you know, well, well she, essentially, I guess she is. Although, do we think she wasn't in on the act somewhat? Really? You think she didn't know that he's diddling the boy? Uh, come on. Come on, listen, come on, come on, right, look, we're all friends there, yeah, we've all had a few, I think, look, Holly, listen, babe, yeah, get, get, get that up your hooter, right, look, come on, yeah, of course you knew, didn't you, how, how long, four years, okay, Right, look, this doesn't go any... This doesn't leave this toilet cubicle. Okay. No, no, yeah, have another bump. That's fine. Look. Yeah, look, okay, four years, right? We could, what, Okay, it's your livelihood. Fine. Yeah, you were in too deep at that point. Yeah, you knew you knew it's gay all along, but you didn't... Have, okay, so then it, you, you found out about the whole... The whole dude, and he said he was going to... Said he was going to promise you that it would stop. And he didn't stop. Okay, right. Well, look, well... Pff. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna rat him out, which is gonna you're gonna count, which is gonna tank the show. Just gonna ride it out, okay? Just gonna ride. So, you know, let's look. You're not you're not blameless, are you? You're blameless, babe. You sat on that sofa, didn't you? You sat on that sofa with your hand on his leg, reading out his little statement, reading it out for all to hear, comforting him, comforting him, and all the time you knew about the boy. You know about the boy. Anyway, everyone's bored of it now, I think. Pretty much. It's, I, oh, headphones are unplugged. That's a, that's a state, isn't it? Look, I'm getting just, 
And uh, yeah, come on. Well, that's not a problem. We can survive this. We've been through worse together. Where was I? No, that's not there, is it? Is Jefferson Airplane still playing? No, it's moved on to Springfield. Buffalo Springfield? Ah, oh, give it a rest. How dare you? Biden fell over, didn't he? That's big news, isn't it? You know, Trump's fan of it. I mean, everyone's fan of it, really, isn't it? I don't think there's anyone... I mean, other than, obviously, you know, anyone involved with the Democrats, they're less of a fan of it. Took another little wee tumble. I mean, if he's got a whole campaign trail to go on, what type of shenanigans is he going to be able to get himself into? Like, what? Like, if you think about, like, the mad stuff that George Bush used to say, you know, the the, the wacky Bushisms that he used to come out with. I mean, Biden has left him for dust in terms of saying wackiness. You know, I mean, can you... Could you imagine, like the, you know, you, you think about how um, how bananas everyone went when uh, Trump did the sort of wake up and smell the kafifi uh, malarkey, you know? God, are oh, the t-shirts, the mugs, everything? God, I mean, they had about their months, six about six months, ah, that one, and then um, you know, you got Biden doing a whole. If there's one word to sum up America, it's a shamanabalabalabudlabum. They managed to blow that one over in about a week. I mean, he was ever doing doing his PR. I mean, they're doing a good job of running interference. I'm impressed. But I mean, who knows what he's going to come out with over the next? God, it's ages away. When's he for? 2024. Oh, okay, all right. I guess the votes at the end end of next year. Not that far away. Time goes worryingly fast these days. I swear it's speeding up for everyone. It can't just be me. No way. It can't just be... I know, I know everyone says it speeds up quicker when you have kids, but like this is out of control. Someone's fiddling with the dials up there, you know? So they're fucking with the weather, fiddling with the time-space continuum, you know? Already, already fucked up the television shows, fucked up the music, didn't they? Bollocks with all that, all, all that pandemic business. That was a mistake. Whoever, whoever was in charge of that, that was a nightmare. Yeah, so stop fiddling now with the time. Your fingers off the bloody buttons. Yeah, just leave it. All right. We had it. I was, early two thousands. It was set up fine. Time was moving along at a perfectly reasonable pace. You know, not too much of a rush, but didn't feel like it was dragging. You know, a pound note went a lot further back then as well. Whoever's dealing with the financial stuff as well, bloody well stop it. All right. Nightmare. What's a Freddo these days? Eight quid? Come on. I mean, come on. What's the other nonsense? What's the other nonsense that's been going on in the news? That's been going on in the news. Prince Harry doing a trial against the mirror. Got a bit of a hammering today. Oh no. Uh, Taylor Swift and Gobby Boyfriend split up. Oh, bugger now. I think that's... I mean... Is that it, really, for the week's news? I mean, the sort of general week's news, you know, before we d delve into the Bible. Really, Healy and, Healy and Swift. Wow, we, we saw that one go in the distance, huh? We really did. I can't, can't believe that one went tits up. I don't even know this. What What is this band? There's, an, there's another one of these fucking bands like Royal Blood or 
Slaves. What's he called? 1970 what? 1979? I've never heard of this. I've never heard this nonsense. These bands now. These bands. The only band I've heard of recently, and they're dreadful, Sleaford Mods. Awful. What? What? What ridiculous... I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how this works. Like, how, how would how would you make a Sleaford Mods record and then play it to someone who's never heard... That you, Never heard anything, any of it before. You go, this is my new band. Have a listen to this. And then have them not turn around and go, what's going on here? Or do you make this with an app? Is this, you do this, what you, is this one of those kids, you got, like kids toy or something? What's going on here? It's madness. Doesn't make any sense. Well, it's just sort of like this. I mean, it's certainly no bad Barbie. Let's be honest, you know. If you missed the Patreon episode a few weeks ago, doing all the bad Barbie business, I mean, God, it's absolute bangers, mate. And we've got Dr. Phil to thank. Oh my God, Ronnie. White Jays, white Porsche, white wrist, white horse, high bitch, high bitch, high bitch. High bitch. Great record. Really good stuff. So what was this, 1970 what? 1975, right great year what's the big song about you uh no that's not the biggest song someone else all right well let's give it a go what do you know what i was expecting This has got 680 million plays. <clears throat> What's going on? I'm not I mean, like I, this. This may well be a tired and and well trodden path, but like, who's mate? Who's who's turning this muck out? I mean, who's who's signing off on this? Mister Jam, Scott Mills, Annie McManus. What's who's who's promoting this madness? What? And now, and he's what he's going out with the Taylor Swift. Well, not anymore. The Taylor Swift. He's at, he's on the Adam Freeland show, letting it fly. Uh, robbers. I, what? I, help me out here, someone. Anyone in the Discord? Like, can someone help me out? Like, what's going? What's the deal? What's what's the appeal of this? Like, I, I mean, it's fine, isn't it? But like, that's got three hundred million plays. Am I missing something? So, like, is, in today's episode of Dad Doesn't Get Modern Music, high ranking cannot understand the nineteen seventy five. I mean, I can't be the only one. Well, it's fine, it's fine, isn't it? But it's not like 
I mean, it's no Rock the Casbah. Yeah? I mean... <laughs> I mean, what's the... You know, come on, look, let's... Rock the Casbah. Yeah? The Clash. Remastered. Yeah? <laughs> Sharif's not going to like it. He doesn't have to like it. He just has to fucking live with it, yeah? It's not his Casbah. You don't have to like it, Sharif. You just have to do it, alright? You just have to get on with it. Suck it up. Be a man about it, yeah? It's just a little bit of rock and roll at the Casbah, yeah? You know, a little bit of bit of rock and roll in your North African fortress, yeah? What's the problem with it, eh? Ayatollah, Khomeini, or whatever, whoever it's about, eh? Get used to it. It's rock and roll. It's the clash. Come on. I tell you, tell you what, tell you what you don't want down there. It's bloody Matt Healy in the nineteen seventy-five. All that fucking drivel in the Casbah, yeah. You you have bloody Healy down there with the seventy-five, yeah. Giving it all of that bollocks, you'd be fucking begging to for some rock. You'd be begging for the rock and roll at the Casbah, yeah. You'd be begging for them to be bringing the type of vibe that Sharif don't like. You know what I mean? <sighs> Who else is there? Royal Blood. There's an, there's another one that you hear about a lot. Um, I don't believe I've ever heard any any of their any of their music. Well, they got yeah, they got the hundreds of millions of plays. Now up now on Dad FM. <laughs> Thanks, Jade. Figure figure it out. Okay, all right. We have a riff. Fine. Good. It's a good start, isn't it? Nothing here to see, just a kid like me, trying to cut some teeth, trying to figure it out. Right, okay. Nothing better to do when I'm stuck on you, I'm still on here trying to figure it out. Well, it sounds like a record at least, doesn't it? Getting hard to sleep, blood is in my dreams, love is killing me. Right, sure. Right, fine. Yeah, it's not for me, but I see. I see what they're doing there. You know, that's it. It makes musical sense, right? Yeah, it's one of them records, isn't it? What is it? Wolf Mother? Who cares? You know, oh, it could be a B side of the darkness. I don't know. Was it Scissor Sisters? Yeah, could be. It's um that one who did um take you to a gay bar, Electric Six. Yeah, it could be them, couldn't it? Fine. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's what? Was it fifteen years out of date? Who cares? Doesn't matter. All right, they did. They did fine. Tell you what, the look on Sharif's face when Matt Healy in the nineteen seventy-five turned up the Casbah, all they start rolling out the amps, and he's like, oh, "I'm not going to like this. This is not good. This is not. I do not want any more rock and roll." 
at the bloody Casbah, uh, rolling out all the amps, got all the roadies there, and they're setting it up. Sharif's got his head in his hands. It's just like, no. No more goddamn... Uh, this was a peaceful, nice, you know, majestic, sun-drenched Casbah. I'd finally got all of the all of the rocking out of it. All of the bloody rock and roll out of it. They wheel out all the air, plug it all in. And then, hey, it goes, start playing the first bloody record. Like, oh, I tell you, look on Cherie's face. He, he was begging for some rock and roll at that point. Absolutely. Oh, my God. So, you know, then suddenly this comes, come, drivel comes out. Oh, Sharif's open in a vein. He can't. He can't deal with it. I was like, what is this? M M three M M eighty M M E M E the one with the made in Chelsea. Like, is it them? Is it something that they did? No, is it? What what is this? Some sort of abandoned Tears for Fears B side? Can we not? something that wasn't good enough to make it onto a Tears for Fears album and that's fucking saying something anyway that's the 1975 here on Dad FM here on Dad Doesn't Get It FM <laughs> so that's enough modern music anyway we listen to Frank Zappa again if you like god not only am I turning into an absolute dad I'm turning into my own dad oh they say you either die young or live long enough to become your own father Say you either die young or live long enough to become a conservative grifter. Woman hands over her baby to get involved in a huge, huge supermarket brawl. Now we're fucking talking. It's in Australia. A huge brawl erupted in a supermarket in Australia, and the vision is absolutely bizarre. Footage shows two women fighting each other in a Tamworth Woolworths. Ah, oh, they've still got Woolworths in Australia. That's how backwards that country is. They've still got Woolworths. They've got Lumpolly. You know, it's got Rumbelows. You still go and rent your television from Rumbelows. Oh yeah, mate. Gonna go and rent a fucking thirty-two inch, mate, cathode ray TV. Yeah, from fucking Rumbelows, mate. And if I can tear up with the Woolworths on the way, mate. The Tamworth Woolworths has shocked shoppers. Shocked shoppers. Watch on. Things escalate when two men join the melee. Now, obviously you can use melee there, but I also think you could use melee. Um, everyone else at this point is yelling at the group to stop fighting and chill out. However, they raged on. <laughs> News Corp report that ten people got involved in the brawl. But not before the unthinkable happened. A woman with a baby handed over her child to a nearby man. And then she joins the fracas. Okay, that would have been a nice place for Melieu. But fracas is also nice. Who wrote this? Stuart Perry. Wow, old school. Uh, bottles of Sprite were going everywhere as the brawlers moved down one shopping aisle. Eventually things calmed down. And there are a load of shoppers who are around the fighters. Eventually, things calmed down, and there are loads of shoppers who were around the fighters. Yeah, nice one, Stuart Perry. That really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? New South Wales Police issued a statement to 2GB Radio. 
It said, now 5 p.m., mate, Thursday, 1st of June 2023, police were called to supermarket in Peel Street, Tamworth, mate, reports of a fight. Officers attached uh, to Oakley Police District told a group of people to become involved in verbal argument before a physical altercation ensued. As investigators continued to move the investigation and contact the Crime Stoppers. People couldn't believe their eyes when the footage of the fight was posted to social media. Um, many were particularly shocked when a woman handed over her child to get involved. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, look, let's have a little... Oh, this is a toilet roll in Woolworths. But I mean, people kick off in a Woolworths by the looks of things. There is no actual... Um, they don't have the video. They're pathetic. They've only got stills. Why not? Why? Where? Where the video? They've only got an old video of like people fighting over toilet roll back in the good old lockdown days. <sighs> One user said, "Instead of hold my bag, it's hold my baby." I mean, listen, what would you rather she do? Steam in there holding the baby? I mean, sometimes if you're gonna if you're gonna have a fight in the Woolworths, have a fight in the Woolworths. But like, don't have a fight in the Woolworths with the baby under one arm. She did the right thing. Is there no one taking the mother's side here? <clears throat> listen, yeah. If there's a tear-up in Tamsworth, tear-up in the Tamsworth Woolworths, in the Sprite aisle, yeah, Sprite be flying everywhere. And you're like, listen, I've got to fucking knuckle up here. You don't want to do it holding a baby. And what are you going to do, hit people with the baby? I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, some babies are pretty robust. Some of the babies I see out, God. You, you just hold it by the legs, start whirling it round. You take people out. Baby wouldn't even know. Some of these babies, some of these babies, honestly, some of these babies when they see at like at playgrounds or coming out of nursery, oh, God, they're like they're like ET got in a car wreck. It's not nice. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to imagine like what it must be like to live with a baby that looks like that. I'm, I'm, it might sound like I'm being harsh, but boy, they're ghoulish. Genuinely ghoulish babies. You know, they're quite... Oh, you wouldn't want to see that in the middle of the night. God. Anyway, I'll digress. Listen, this woman did the right thing. Um, and... Uh, um, sorry, I got distracted by a um, a video. God, sorry, sorry, guys. Jesus, it's incredibly unprofessional. I got distracted by a video that just came on of a wedding cake being cut very badly, very, very badly. Um, right, look. Um, that's enough. Right, that's enough. We're gonna have to move on from that. It's really thrown me that wedding cake. I just have to go read back and what. Look, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll do a um. I'll do a little blow-by-blow blow here of what happens with the cake. It's a large cake. It's approximately the size of, let's say, uh, a, a, a Volkswagen Golf tyre. Okay. On its side, obviously. But it's a white wedding cake. Okay. The server is cutting it, not from the top down, but from the middle across. Uh, in, order, in, in order to sort of slice the cake into two. Two discs. Um... The groom, who is stood... And now she lifts... She slices it through and then lifts the top off. So she's cutting it flat. 
not downwards, horizontally. She's cut the wedding cake horizontally into two discs. The groom is mortified. He can't believe his eyes. And she's now, with just bare, with hands, had lifted the top disc off, removed it. He is baffled. She's got her face blurred out. Presumably there is... People are... Presumably she's getting death threats. Like, the, he doesn't know what to do. He's bereft. She's now hacking at it like it's... Like she's a, a, a deranged cannibal. He is beside himself. He's, he's taken a small piece and walked off. The, the handling of it with the hands is... I can't... I can't begin to express to you how tr- truly insane this is. This is the sort of thing which, like, to say it breaks the social contract is to... I, pfft, I mean, it's, it's... You just... <laughs> she's ungovernable. This is this is the work of a, of a mad person. She's surely has killed. Or, if not, will kill soon. This woman must be arrested and locked up immediately for hers and everyone else's safety. It's like the meme, the fuck the police meme, where someone's got the, the, you know, the rolled up uh, bubble gum that comes in the little case and it sort of rolls up into a little, well, you know, a roll and you're supposed to, like, take bits off the roll and, you know, but someone's just taking a bite out of the whole thing. They're taking a bite out of a whole Kit Kat rather than breaking off the individual cats, you know. You, you you just bite into the whole thing. It's kind of like that, but on the most grand and grotesque scale. It's truly um, one of the most vulgar and obscene videos I've I've ever had the misfortune of, of, of witnessing. This would be on the Faces of Death video from, you know, from the 90s. The, you know, the video nasties. Yeah, so much about video nasties these days. I mean, I think everyone's become a little bit desensitised to it, really. I remember I remember back in the late noughties I would watch um The Ultimate Fighter, the uh, the original series of The Ultimate Fighter when they when they came out. Um with my housemate. And we haven't never really seen uh apart apart from sort of watching the VHSs of the original like early days. UFCs um, while you know intoxicated at sort of teenage house parties um, but I remember watching it and just being like god this is quite like you know amazing but quite shocking like you know the you know the fights were very were very brutal um, and you know it really sort of made me like um, I don't know gave me sort of like anxiety almost like watching it nowadays like you know, I'll wake up, first thing in the morning, I t- turn on Instagram, and, like, the first video in the feed is, like, some sort of horrific street fight where someone just gets their fucking head caved into the pavement, and I'm just like, huh, huh. scroll down, and it, and it's something, I don't know, it'd be, like, someone in in America where it's, like, a, uh, someone trying to shoplift um, just gets shot in the head, like, a dozen times and someone reloads and then empties another clip into their head and it's like huh. just like the level of desensitization over the last you know 15 to 20 years of my life is is uh perhaps it's a concern has anyone thought about this has anyone you know we should do a study
do a study about this. Should I? What, what should I do about my my child? Is he already sort of like? Does he have a sort of ingra- ingrained level of desensitization now because of you know? It, he's, has he inherited it from me, or do I have to start desensitizing him already? You know, should I? I mean, he sat through quite a few fights with me already, just watching on the on the telly. I mean, do you think it? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's why he's such a maniac. Who knows? Maybe we'll never find out. Anyway, back to this cake. Um, it's. I mean, the the, uh, the woman has had her face blown out. I mean, presumably she's on the run now, or she's had to go into hiding because. I mean, this is. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly. Uh, I wanted to say that there's a, a crime as such from a legal standpoint. Uh, here but yeah like I said it certainly breaks the social contract I mean it it, it does in the same way that like if you were to meet someone uh, start talking to them and then look down and realise they're wearing two different shoes like completely different shoes like one high heel and one like hobnail boot Uh, but for every for all other intents and purposes the rest of them look normal just that small issue alone would you know, it would break that sort of assumed contract that you have with the majority of people that you come into contact with, like that contract that sort of states, I'm not going to just randomly stab you in the face. You know, I'm not going to do something that you would consider insane just in a split second. Like, I'm not just going to suddenly set you on fire or, like, suddenly start screaming blue murder. That you can generally... 90 something percent of people that you meet in your day life you can generally assume that whereas you know when you meet someone that you can't assume that it throws you know everything out of whack and it's uh you know they're difficult people to be around you know if you've ever met a dj for example particularly you know a dubstep dj you know they obviously you know they they move in a certain kind of shifty fashion that sort of throws things off. There's something sort of uncanny, you know, about it. Like the the eyes aren't quite right. They've got you know six or you look at the you can always tell by looking at the hands. You know, there's maybe like an extra finger or like one of the fingers has got like two or three sort of extra knuckles on it. Um, so there's an easy way to tell, or you know, so they can't quite get the micro expressions right. You know, particularly if they play like. Um, you know, quite hard dubstep. They, you know, you, 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 you can tell it's 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 all in the eyes, but it's all in the eyes and the hands. You just you just look very closely. One unnecessarily long finger. It's like ah, I see. Yeah, fine. Anyway, uh, diet coach says men can add inches to their penis by following some simple advice. Oh, this guy looks gross. Um. I would never try, never like, you know. After you know, after Tony Blair started that war illegally, you know, and you know, and all those Iraqis died, you would think that people would stop doing the sort of thing where you put your hands together, but just the tips of your fingers, you know, because he was, you know, he was big into that. Um, you would think that after, after you know, after Iraq, <coughs> people would stop doing that. Anyway, uh, Chris Cavallini, diet coach and self-made millionaire, is convinced that men can increase the size of their manhood by following some pretty simple advice. Uh, When normally seeking out advice from a diet coach, adding inches isn't usually the result you'd be expecting. 
Um, very good. Uh, usually with blah, 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 blah. Settle in, lads. This could be a game changer. All right. Uh, the meal prep company boss thinks men's size uh, may be inhibited by a condition called buried penis syndrome. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm listening. Um, as the name would suggest, this is where the appendage would be buried beneath fat. Uh, um, therefore, meaning less of it is visible. Uh, Cavallini from Tampa Bay, Florida, estimates that for every 30 pounds, that's 13.6 kilos, a man gains, he loses an inch of visible penis. Um, okay, yeah, see, see where this is going. And this means that losing weight will make a man appear more well-endowed. Um, yeah, okay, I mean, I like that he's put a number on it. He's not, he's got a, you know, he has a figure in mind. I wonder what is, you know, what sort of studying and, and research is he's done to come up with that. I mean, he must have examined a lot of, a lot of fat guys' dicks, you know. Sorry, how much, uh, how much do you weigh exactly? Okay, so um, what I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you to put on quite a lot more weight. Uh, trust me, this is, this is for science. This is for science, okay? Right, now drop, drop, the, drop, the, drop the kegs, get the old chap out. Right, okay, so that's, can I just, just check that, can I, how much fat is there approximately? Just sort of stabbing at it with a ungloved hand. Yeah, just, okay, and a little cup of the balls. If I just uh, take the end of the penis and just lift it up, and just let it fall down naturally. <laughs> Pick it there, lift it up, and let it fall down naturally. And just pick it at the end of the penis, pick it up, and then just let it fall down naturally. Yeah, okay, so um, just write your weight down there. That's good, and um, pop, pop, pop your penis length uh, down on the thing next to it. And um, yeah, if you wouldn't mind putting on uh, 30 pounds and then coming back, uh, that, would be, that would be great. Um, okay, next. Cavallini, CEO of Nutrition Solutions, hopes the extra inch will boost men's confidence and encourage them to stick to a healthy lifestyle. 40-year-old said, from a male perspective, our confidence is very much wrapped up in our physicality and our bodies, and that area is something we take a lot of pride in. The cool part is, when you get in better shape, you can actually add inches to your penis. Um, for every 30 pounds of excess fat you lose, you gain an inch of visible penis. I like the concept of visible penis. You know, because by its very nature, that means that there is such a thing as invisible penis. Um, and that's a fun a fun notion you know maybe you know it's, it's it's a popular you know it's popular now that you know anyone can have a penis of course so you could just say well i do have one but it's invisible you know it's an invisible penis i'm hoping that when i lose some weight you know some of it at least a few inches so i'm hoping to lose about 60 pounds i'm hoping that there'll be about a two inch penis there after i've you know lost all of this weight so that's something to look forward to i guess um as you can imagine this can be a really strong motivator for men when they understand this to be the case sure that's what it takes to you know to get a few quid off um Hopefully it compels them to start being a little more mindful about the food that they're putting in there. But I listen, I think, personally, that um, 
even if you're really fat, I think if you if you put a lot of work into um, how you actually measured and really forced the ruler deep within your fat, I think you could. Um, I think you could get, you know, you could get that reading of the full length of, you know, visible or un- invisible, or all type of penis. I think you get the whole thing measured, but you'd really have to drive the rod. Like I'm imagining a sort of twelve inch kind of school style wooden ruler. Um, oh no, let's go for a metal one. Like let's you know let's go for a sort of uh, design technology classes uh, DT ruler, metal DT ruler, much more painful to get hit with. Um, I think if you really drove that bugger in, you know, right into the very top, you know, of it, I think. Until you really, you know, you felt it kind of meet the pelvis. But do you think, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't actually, I mean, you've got the, yeah, I guess. But visible penis, you know? Is it really visible penis? Hmm. Because that's what we're looking to play for here, isn't it? Like, you know, there's not a lot of currency in invisible penis. So, you know what, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's, I'll let you know when I lose 30 pounds. You know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very, I'll be very slight if I lost, the, if I lost 30 pounds. 15, 13, 13 kilos. Oh, I'll be into the 80s. That's no good for a man of my height. No, 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 no. Anyway, moving on. A uh, man who's visited every Weatherspoons in Britain and Ireland. Uh, a man will have visited every Weatherspoons in Britain and Ireland, after final pub this week. Um, David Bingham has visited 875 of the company's venues since 2019, including 40 that have now closed. Wow. That's amazing. That's, real, that's a real achievement. The Derbyshire man has only one pub left to hit up, and he's booked a flight at the South Terminal in Gatwick Airport in order to take it off his list. That is, of course... Ladies and gentlemen, the Flying Horse. A fine venue for a delicious, cool, crisp pint. A delicious pint pot. Mm-mm. A creamy fucking pint. I've had many a many a pint pot at the Flying Horse. Um, there's, of course, the Flying Horse, which is accessed after passing through security. Weatherspoons have praised the man's perseverance. Bingham, who is 60 years old, is also a fan of train spotting and, fi- and fits visiting every Weatherspoons in around his other interests and travels. Um, Bingham says he hates his wife and he's just trying to get away from her. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bingham said, uh, if we're going somewhere new, I'll suss out the Weatherspoons. I've had a drink in most pubs. I'd say 85% I'm a lager lad. Um, definitely. Right, okay. So uh, hold on a second. He's been to some of them and not had a drink. I'm not sure this counts then. The one in Ramsgate in the Victoria in the Royal Victoria Pavilion is my favourite because the history behind that building is incredible. His partner, Una Cooper, who is wholly supportive, uh, as she bought him a directory that contains the name of each pub in the UK. Oh no, she hates him. And so she's trying to get him out of the house. Nice. Okay, that's you know, takes all sorts. Um, Bingham enjoys the historical aspects of his trips to Spoons, as most are based in buildings with long histories. Yeah, how I don't know, like how how do Spoons how have Spoons done this? 
There are some truly majestic spoons out there. Look at the Forest Hill spoons. Oh my God, incredible. There's some, uh, there's some amazing spoons in, in Bristol. Two. There's the one that used to be the magic, um, magic box. I don't know what it's called now, but that's the spoons now. That's uh, was like an old theatre or old theatre. They're often old theatres. The one, uh, um, the one in Forest Hills, uh, um, old theatre. The ones in Brighton are fine. The one at the end of Bond Street. It's a nice building. I used to live above that spoons. I once had, I once accidentally burnt a pie, and the whole spoons had to be evacuated on a Saturday night. I was watching X Factor. Me and Sweet Johnny were watching X Factor, burnt a pie, um, and the alarms were all connected so that they went off in the entire building. Um, we didn't evacuate because we knew the cause of the fire. There was a pie, and it wasn't so much a fire as it was a lot of smoke. Um, this was the Katie Wazel uh, year of X Factor, Matt Cardle year, probably probably the finest year for X Factor, um, I believe. Did Matt Cardle win that year? I think he might have done. I think he did win. Yeah, where is he now? I think he was a painter, wasn't he? I guess he's paint back painting. Probably, I mean, maybe he's still playing. Like, I mean, there there must be like a sort of club circuit. When I say club, I use it in quite a sort of old school term. But I guess there's like a circuit for all that sort of stuff. There's probably some people still going, aren't they? You know, you'd see Wagner or someone on that circuit. Cheeky girls, that sort of thing. Tattoo. You know, they'd still be doing Butlins. You'd go play Butlins, wouldn't you? Matt Cardle headlining Butlins, hundred percent. Pontins, Canberra Sands. You know, all the Skegness, South End. Matt Cardle, Katie Wazel, Wagner. Were they all in the same year? Incredible. Um, where we go anyway? They evacuated the entire Weatherspoons uh, on a Saturday night. That would have been approximately half past eight in the evening. I don't know for how long they were out there for a while, though. We were looking out over the roof, throwing stuff, you know, acting the damn fool. It was fun. I'd do it again. But, you know, we only lived there for six months. It was actually quite a nightmarish place to live because um, often you'd go down in the morning and the whole doorway would just be um, homeless people asleep. And you'd have to, like, the door opened outwards and try and sort of shoo them away to even be able to open the door to actually leave the flat in the morning which is um, you know obviously it's an unfortunate situation for them but it's, it's also nice to be able to leave your own house um, you know I guess if there was a fire um, and then my sympathy started to wane when my, one of them stole my bike so you know that's that and I opened the door once and the guy was just pissing in and as the door opened the piss started to go hey yeah hey you know, there's in my twenties. That's it was a different time. You know, it's different. You know, I didn't have TikTok back then. There was no Instagram. It was just, it was just Twitter. Anyway, um, the spokesperson for Weatherspoons applauded his nationwide pub crawl. Eddie Gerson, spokesman for the pub chain, said, "We applaud David Bingham for his outstanding achievement." Many people love to visit Weatherspoons pub across the UK and Ireland, but only a handful have visited each and every one. David will now join that select group. Um, apparently DJ Derek had visited every single one. Um, 
R.I.P. Uh, he has always put in a lot of time and effort into achieving his goal, and we thank him for his dedication to our pubs. Uh, one can only imagine how much Bingham spent at Weatherspoons around the country, although he estimated 17 grand by August 2022. Wow, okay, so, you know, what, he's racking up, what, five, six grand a year? How much do I spend in spoons every year? Probably not that much. Uh, I've actually, actually haven't been to the spoons for a little while. Certainly not in the last month, I would say. Maybe, yeah, probably have been within the last two months. And probably didn't spend that much. So I don't know. My, my spending in spoons is almost certainly under £1,000 a year, you know. But there have been years of my life where it's uh, absolutely been above. Um, prices of spoons are known for being cheap, but can vary by location. Pints in big cities like Manchester's, Birmingham and London set punters back more, with the spoons in Leicester charging a £5... Well, Leicester Square spoons charging £5.89 for a pint of carling. For a pint of carling! Oy vey. No, 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 no. By comparison, customers get a cheaper, cheaper deal for their drinks when visiting spoons in Middlesbrough or Glasgow. Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I begin to trade the bright lights and bright lights of Leicester Square for Glasgow, where you're likely to have a, you know, a drunk pregnant woman throw up on you. You should expect to pay a premium. Guess and told Lab Bible. Our aim is to offer competitive prices in which we trade. Okay. Prices are higher in Leicester Square and airports as rent and rates are much higher. For example, rent and rates are more than one million a year at Leicester Square. Bloody hell. Although it's approximately half the size of your average Weatherspoons. One million. Mr. Monster Man. Mr. Maniac. One million. In general, prices are lower in small towns and suburbs. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers, Gershon. Thanks for the... Thanks, thanks for the insight on spoons. No shit. The more expensive the area, the more expensive the spoons. I'm shocked. Uh, controversial TikToker Mizzy. There's some Mizzy news. Um, says he's made over £100,000 from pulling stunts like stealing an OAP's dog. Wow. Um, he he recently just got he got security kicked him off some talk show because he threatened a guest. <laughs> um, where are we here? Um, yeah, Mizzy storms off. I'm not so, being funny, but for a guy of your intelligence, the accolade of being the most popular lag on D-Wing is hardly, uh, it's hardly yeah, like... It's literally, I'm not, I, like I said, I don't glorify it. It's Can not, I ask you another question, Mizzy? I... Mizzy, on a serious note, are you currently in receipt of benefits? Yes. Uh, so, actually, you're working and receiving benefits at the same time. Are you a benefits fraudster? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what is your justification for saying you're not a oh, benefits so you, fraudster? So, you don't work no, Hang on a second, hang on a second. TikTok's a business. No, but I don't work. I okay, don't how much do you earn off TikTok? I don't have a TikTok account. I've been banned. I, I, no, okay. I don't earn so, money so, so, so where you, so I don't where you, no money So whilst you're working, media, hang on, whilst you're work. working, whilst you're working for TikTok, making money, were you claiming benefits at that point? No, because I was under 18. Okay. 
Okay. Shut down, simple. <laughs> Shut down, simple. <laughs> it was a question. <laughs> Mizzy, I, I've got a question for you. So I know you've, said, you've spoken a lot about social media and how that's impacted you and that you want to sort of uh, get a lot of this attention on social media yourself. Do you think that you doing this on social media will encourage other people to commit crimes that potentially could cause a lot of damage? And I'm, by damage, I mean it could cause somebody to, you know, be incredibly injured or something like that. Do you think you've encouraged that kind of behaviour? And he's not answering the question. Do you I think mean, I, don't, I don't understand this whole? Do you want to be no, like? Hey, a good hey, 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 no, hang on a second. Hang on a second. You can do that to me. You're not doing it to a guest. You stared another guest again, and I'm going to personally remove you. I, I'm not <laughs> taking the mic. I'm not taking the mic. You glared at her in a threatening fashion. You do that, I'll drag you out by the hair, and you can be as hard as you pretend you are. You can be as hard as you pretend you are. You apologise to her right now, or you're you leaving. Know I respect you, but I'm done here. Good, good riddance to bad rubbish. Threatening guest does not happen on my show under any. <laughs> this is hysterical. Who is this guy? Um, it's. I mean, why not just like, rather than just screaming at him, I don't it, like. It's it, <laughs> just, like, just. I mean, this is what um Andre Walker is. This person on Talk TV is that the channel that Piers Morgan does his like sort of, you know, chubby faced routine. His sort of sweaty, chubby faced routine. I think so, yeah. It's like, is this guy wearing a bow tie as well? Is he doing a little, has he got a little Tucker Carlson bow tie thing? He is, he's wearing a bow tie and a dinner jacket. Like, him and the, his co-host, well, they look like they're about to go to a gala dinner for Cat's Protection. I mean, she's, her hair's all, like, done up in a sort of, uh, perhaps the term is balayage, I don't know. Um, but, He's got a three-piece suit and a, and a dicky bow on, yeah? And he's losing his shit with TikTok star Mizzy for staring at someone. I mean, this he's like... Mizzy is a child. He's small as well. Like, he's not... He's not actually, like, intimidating. He is a boy. He is but a boy. And he's quite cute as well. Like, he looks like a naughty boy, yeah? He's a little... He's a little rascal, yeah? He's a little Dennis the Menace, little rascal boy. And he sat with one lass. She's asking the question. And he's he's given her a little stare. But there's a, there's a little hint of cheek in it. You know, he's just like, no, I'm just, I'm keeping stum on that. And I, I don't think it was especially threatening. Um, and I definitely couldn't, I don't think you could stretch to, he threatened her. I think, what, with his silence? Yeah, okay. This will be the same... I mean, this chap here will be the same person who presumably um, would have a go at the snowflakes for saying that things like words of violence. You didn't understand that now, in fact, silence is threatening. I mean, just bastard staring someone is, you know, and refusing to answer a question. That's, anyway. You're wearing a dicky bow, mate. Screaming at a child. <laughs> I mean, it's this... And receiving benefits at the same time. The kids being a benefits fraud. It just like <laughs> trying to get him on anything. It's like they're trying to get out. They get Al Capone on tax. Was it Al Capone or you know Pablo Escobar? Oh, were one of these. One of these clowns. One of these. One of these oldie worldy TikTokers. You know. You know what? The sad reality is, if TikTok was around in the Pablo Escobar and Al Capone days, they'd have got caught 
a lot sooner because they'd have slipped up somehow on bloody TikTok. You know? They'd have been out on the talk showing off the, you know, showing off how much, how many dollar bills rats eat every year or what their fucking rubber band budget is or what new exotic animals they've got. And did let a location slip or something. It accidentally tagged the location of all the cash. Sad, you know. Real sad. Anyway, I stand with Mizzy. I stand Mizzy. I uh, I'm a. Is there a is there a name for supporters of Mizzy? The Mizians, uh, the Miserables, um, the Les Miserables. Yeah, the Les Mis. Yeah. Um, I, I, I stand him. Stand Mizzy. Are you a benefit fraudster? <laughs> that needs to go in the soundboard as well we've got some soundboard work that needs to take place from the last Patreon episode those clips of Conor McGregor threatening uh, <laughs> threatening True Geordie big fucking oestrogen head you fucking pussy fat fucking burns victim oestrogen head just <laughs> <laughs> are you a benefit fraudster um mm. yes uh, so actually you're working and receiving benefits at the same time are you a benefit fraudster <laughs> this guy really feels like he's got him on the ropes like yes i have this child bang to rights for being a benefit fraudster uh no so ah done mate oh lord have mercy well guys oh a little talk about um visible penis um in the uh in the chat um yeah sorry guys have come in late it was an early start today although i did tell everyone i did i did the thing if you don't have the notifications on then what am i gonna do what do you want me to do hey eh? what would you have a fella do uh yeah so good it's the end of the show now um and there's there's very little anyone can do about that. Um, we must, we simply must do the Patreon shout-outs, though. Um, and here they come. They're almost here. Any second now, almost done. Uh, Chris Josephs. Kootenai Junglis Movement, blah, 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 blah. Del Holland, Audrey the First, Max Morrell, Josh Myers, Tom Frost, Mr. Merck, Jack, Joe Lewis, Ollie Watt, Adam Payne, Ed Smart, Alistair Michael... John Forsyth Anderson for played, Gordon Price, Wodge, Lupe Zalazar, Nick Brock, Hender Bartendo, Chode Ryder, Martin Wick, Alex Wilson, Joel Potter, Matty Tompkins, Polly Hutton, Kieran R, and Reese Mosson. If you would like an extra episode a week, you can have an extra episode of the week. All you have to do is to go to patreon.com slash threshold slash threshold FM, sign up, minimums are fiver, you get an extra episode a week. Here you come down on Friday. Last week, something for some reason went wrong with the upload. I think it maybe just didn't upload properly, and I, I'd, I'd, I'd perhaps I'd closed the tab before it uploaded, or I'd forgotten to press the button. But instead, it went up Saturday morning. I want to tell you, I've been up for a very long time today, very tired, um, but I was still here. I was still here, and I just saw how to say the subject. And to play us out with his infectious uh, anthem. <laughs> <laughs>
the 1975. Um, it's somebody else. Dreadful, really bad. What is it? Uh, I'll tell you who else I've never listened to before. Tame Impala. What's this going to be like? Could not, could not tell you. Is this rock music? Is this um, hip hop? Is it electro? I have no idea. This one's got a billion plays. 1.2 billion plays. Um, this is going to be a fun surprise, maybe. Okay. Plus, more ethereal vocal bollocks. Is this guy going out with Adele or something? Like, what's the... It's just been done for saying the N-word on Rogan. Sure, whatever. But like 1.2 billion plays. 1.2 billion. Billion. It's no meow meow, is it? Yeah? It's no... It's no daddy's got a yacht. Tame Impala. Christ, uh, a track called Borderline. I wonder whether or not about that's the, about the most marginalised um, uh, group of uh, neuro um, uh, funk uh, disorder people. Hey, it's no Credence Clearwater Revival, is it? Let's be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dad FM. All the bangers from when music used to mean something.
I mean, look, this has got 900 million plays. So, you know, all right, they're, they're comparable. But still, Tame Impala, more plays than Fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater Revival. The promotional material for Dad FM <clears throat> is just that video of the uh, the two-on-one um, MMA fight. Uh, that I can't remember what the event was, but it's a guy uh, and he's wearing like a shirt and a, it's a an older guy with a beard wearing a shirt and a waistcoat and sort of you know like dress trousers, um, fighting two smaller, um, you know shirtless kind of fighters i guess and uh someone's put it to um freebird by um oh god see that late in the day leonard skinnard um it's just it's just great you know i think it was captioned with you know when your dad's drunk and you try and take his keys from him they just had to get our fucking tear up mate just two on one just two younger smaller Geezers trying to have at it with a a, a visibly intoxicated uh, man in a shirt and a waistcoat. You know, just fucking swinging at each other. It's glorious. It's really, it's really, really great stuff. You know, so you know that's my take on things. Really, um, you know where stuff's gone wrong and how stuff could be better. Stuff would be better if it was a violent drunk. You know, fighting two. Let's let's go with children. That would be better than Tame Impala, than the nineteen seventy five, uh, than uh, Royal Blood, and certainly the Sleaford Mods. Fucking Sleaford Mods! I swear to God, Slee uh, for Mods. Yeah, Mork and Mindy. Yeah, Cy totally loves this. I don't mess about. I make them kiss each other when my mum and dad go out. No messing, no curtain twitching, no stressing. I don't hang about. Yeah, it sounds like something that you know would be in a, a Devo video, like you'd be Devo in the studio. And in fact, the music that Devo made, um, somewhere is here, and it's fucking fucking buzzing. Much better than anything Sleeper Mods have ever done. Um, yeah, more commendy. Depressing cul-de-sac where couples get divorced and people come up that you've never seen before. Like that, smell of cigars and oil twat. Gonna go to the bookies, get one of those little pens and nick it and go and then go to Argus, get another one of those little pencils and then go to Sea Dive Centre, go into the gift shop, get another pencil, I collect pencils. Yeah. Collecting pencils. Love my pencil collection. Brain got a sharpener. Sleaford Mods. <laughs> 